337, catch me on the stoop, no place like home. You know what it is. And today, today, on this good Sunday, we got with us, and I'm gonna let him introduce himself to keep it under with you. Because this is what he do. Peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. I'm so happy to be on the stoop with my brothers. My name is Marlon Rice. Um, We're gonna get into everything that I do, but just know that what I do is this community, man. I love Best Style. You know what I'm saying? Born and raised out here, man, still living out here. And this is this amazing. I'm excited. You know I gotta ask. Here we go. You know I gotta ask. When it comes to the community, when it comes to so the community, look, that's a so broad look, stroke. I'm gonna right tell you what I do, right? Because yeah. skills and habit is how you become successful, right? Mm. So I never wanted to necessarily be a thing. I really wanted to do things, right? Mm. So what I do is I'm a. I feel like I'm a servant and a connector. And what I mean by that is, New York is the type of city that it's a I got a guy city, right? So for example, if you need an electrician, and I'd be like, yo, I got a guy and I, I give you his information and he does his thing, the next time you need something, you're gonna come to me yeah. because I've, I've proven that I'm able to, right? And so that's kind of what I've built my career, my life off of is being the I got a guy, mm -hmm. guy, right? And then the servant part, so that's the connector part, but the servant part is I'll do whatever it is to be involved in community. Right, so my job title is I'm the director of event services at Best Star Restoration. Oh, right? okay. So I'm okay. the director. I, that's, that's, I run all the programming that's at home. Restoration. That's home. That's home. Yeah, that's yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's home. Like yeah. now, now with you doing that in restoration, uh -huh. does that bridge Bedford Stuyvesant, Crown Heights? Because I know it's just yeah. across the across the Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So does that does uh, restoration bridge both communities, or is just just for Bedford style. So I'm really, I'm really, um, like we bridge the entire Central Brooklyn. So Crown okay. Heights, okay. Bed-Stuy, yeah. Brownsville, East New York, okay. Clinton Hill, Fort Green. I'm gonna tell you a story. Technically, I'm from Crown Heights. Cause I, I, I was born I was and raised. That. I was born and raised at 1302 Pacific Street between New York and Nostrand. Okay. The border of Bed-Stuy is traditionally Atlantic Avenue. So traditionally, <laughs> we should hold on, hold on. We gotta ask him now. Now we gotta ask. Now we gotta go in about it. We gotta. Now we gotta ask you now. Bedford Stuyvesant, right? The largest community in Brooklyn, right? What's your border? What's the borders? Your of, your of, borders. Even, yeah. Even what you say? The even borders. Even from growing up, what was the borders? Okay. So all right. All right. So when we were kids, the borders were on the south end. It was more like. Prospect Place or Park, like so. I'm telling you, I'm I'm I'm, I'm from Pacific Street. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So yeah. we considered ourselves Bed Stuy. Uh -huh. It wasn't until we got older where it was like, nah, that's Crown Heights, yeah, yeah. Okay. right? Crown Heights okay. was really after St. Mark's Avenue, like mm -hmm. on the other side, right? Okay, yeah. No but on doubt. the south side, say St. Mark's Avenue, on the east side, Broadway. Okay. Anything okay. over no Broadway doubt. is Bushwick, no right? Doubt. Yes. On the north side, Myrtle. Myrtle Ave is still best style, yeah, yeah. right? And then on the west side, that's where it gets tough. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. moved move from Crown Heights, from Pacific and New York and Nostrand to Green Avenue between St. James and Cambridge. That's okay. where I live now. Mm. My pops bought a house. 
okay. over there. Oh, yeah. Now, this is important. This is important. How old were you when you moved over there? 1990, I was 15. 15. I was 15 years old. So, where is that border on that side? So, the border between Bed-Stuy and Clinton Hill used to be Classen Avenue. So, it's not no more. Because okay. now they call Franklin Avenue yeah, Clinton yeah, Hill, yeah. and Franklin Avenue is Bed-Stuy. It's not Clinton no, Hill. No, no doubt. It's not Clinton it's Hill. Not. You could call Grand Avenue Clinton Hill. I'll accept that. So let me ask you, yeah. how are you going to call Grand if we if we talking about Clawson, possibly Franklin, uh -huh. Grand is after that. Grand is near St. James. Yeah. It's okay. that Grand is Clinton Hill. So you call, but you saying at one time Grand would be considered part of Bethesda. No. What no. I'm saying is Grand has always been Clinton Hill. Uh -huh. What I'm saying is they moved the lines. Like really, back in the day, it was questionable if Classen Avenue was Bed-Stuy mm -hmm. or Clinton Hill. Like Is St. James? St. James is absolutely not Bed-Stuy. Okay. St. James always been Clinton Hill. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen. listen. Why, you're talking about the Biggie thing? We're talking about the greatest rapper well, alive. Right, but let me, but, but, so let me explain to you why Biggie get a pass. Uh -huh. Because even though Biggie lived at 226 St. James Place, uh -huh. Biggie, when he really started being outside, outside, he was on Quincy and Bethany. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. His peoples lived over there. When he yeah. first started hustling, he, was, he wasn't hustling around our way. He was hustling on Quincy and Bethany. Mm -hmm. So when he talked that lie from Bethany Stuyvesant, like, he you gotta. Really it's the same way for me, right? Because I'm telling you, I lived on Pacific between New York and Nostrand, but all my schooling was in the style. I went okay. to Concord for elementary mm. school, Marcy mm. yeah, and Putnam. Yeah, yeah. I went to Satellite East, okay. Franklin and Jefferson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Satellite what? What you went to? You know Satellite what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I went to school, when I went to Satellite East on Franklin and Jefferson, that was Bedford Stuyvesant. Mm, okay. It was hard to get in Satellite East. Yeah, I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got that out the way. Yeah, we had to get that out say, the way. You we say you a community way. guy. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and kick it about what you what you want to do. What changes you want to make in the, in, in the community? What you looking to, what you looking to do out here? Well, I, you know, we was having a conversation off camera about how it's very representation is important. Yes. Right. So I'm somebody that was born and raised in this community. Um, Lived in this community my whole life except for the time I went to college and like so the only two places I've ever lived is this community and Maryland. I went mm. to Morgan State so I lived in Bmore. Oh, okay. Then Beemore, when I got Beemore. married I moved back down to Maryland. I lived in Montgomery County. But other than Maryland this is the only place that I've ever called home. And yeah. he, truthfully that was never home. Yeah. It was just... Right? So you know I'm I'm like a hybrid because I, I've been outside my whole life, mm. right? But I've always been, see, I had a very funny childhood, right? Because, like, there's a thing that we grew up in in our era. We all basically the same age, so y'all know what I'm talking about when I say it. But, like, the good kid uh, uh, phenomenon. And what that looks like is when niggas in your hood feel like you a good kid, they protect you, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like, because you represent the potential of the entire block. Yeah. They see it in you, right? And so, like, that was me. I was a good kid coming up, right? So the hood protected me. Yeah, yeah. They embraced me. Nah, mm -hmm. don't put shorty yeah, in nah, that. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. leave him alone, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I got so many stories like that, like, mm -hmm. where real, real wolves would be like, yo, this is my little brother, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, and it's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm going to tell yeah, you yeah. why it's really a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Because because I had that anchor that protection, when we grew up, the shit was wild. The 80s was wild, yeah, yeah. right? So because I 
I had that protection. I got the opportunity and the blessing to grow up in this community as my true self. Mm. I ain't have to act tough. Yeah, yeah. I ain't yeah, had yeah, to yeah. act hard. I ain't had to do shit for 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 accomplishment or for like praise, right? Mm -hmm. I could really just be Marlon because the 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 older dudes around me allowed me to be that guy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so because of that, I was I was raised in a way where I was outside, but I was also in spaces where I was able to learn and be educated and grow and develop how I look at community. People may know me from throwing functions, right? For years, I've been producing and programming events all throughout the city, right? And you know, if you don't if you don't really understand the concept, you may just think these things are parties, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing I learned very early on is that you like whenever you get people together. If you're a promoter and you tell people come to your party and 500 people come to your party, that's a very powerful oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Because if 500 people will come to where you say to come to, you have an opportunity to influence and impact those people. Yes. Still doing parties right now? Well, well listen, yeah. I've seen them over there at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. He couldn't get to it. We couldn't get to it. He was on stage. He had my party talking. And then not only that, you know what I'm saying? He throws a stoop situation also. I seen it too. I seen your stoop situation. And it was a good look too. Yeah, it was nice. It was real nice. We dabbled a little bit in the party situation ourselves back in the day. We all did. You know why we all did though? Because we all understood without understanding the importance of social experiences, right? Like, again, we come from a different era. I remember yeah. being 12, 13 years old and hopping on trains, going to East Flatbush to house parties. Yeah. Getting chased yeah. back to the train station because uh -huh. 20 dudes, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, it's, it's wildin'. Nine, 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 six, six and Rutland. Right, you know what I'm saying? 52nd and Snyder, right? <laughs> Lennox and Linden. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Shorty sat on my lap. Now yeah, me and my yeah, man's yeah, gotta, yeah. we gotta float back. Right? But, but, but we understood that social experiences create in us this connectivity with one another. Like, you play ball with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know him from Adam. Mm -hmm. You play in a tournament with him, now you downtown at Albee Square Mall, you see him, you give him a pound, oh, you know yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. That pound turns into now, a year later, that's your man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it came out of just the fact that y'all shared an experience, yeah, you played yeah. ball against each other. Mm -hmm. So I learned that very early on, that the things that we were doing, it just wasn't on surface level about the thing, it was really about connectivity yeah. right so everything that I try to do in community is about being connected right and 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 reflecting that which how I was raised right which is you know being a part of a community Pacific Street was a very close-knit community it was a type of community yeah. where my moms could borrow sugar from the next oh, door yeah. neighbor if I was outside wilding Miss B across the street was calling my mother oh, I was yeah, getting in mom. trouble exactly right this is where we come from village right the village right this is where we come from and so in everything that I try to do I try to bring that to the space and it doesn't always look the way that people may want it to look, but we don't always look the way that people mm -hmm. want oh, us yeah. to look. And so that's what we do. This summer we had an amazing summer at Hip Hop Closet. We uh, celebrated our 25th anniversary. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the block party yes. the Navy Yard. Okay. Yes. Shout out to yes. the Hip Hop Closet. Yeah, shout out yes. to Kai. Kai and Yo, first of all, let me uh, not yeah, to yeah. stop you, but I want to yeah. shout out Kai because I wasn't here. Oh, you wasn't here for the interview. I wasn't here for her interview. Wait, 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 Kai.
You, we, Cap, you know you're welcome always to come welcome. back. It's love. We would love to have right. you again. Yeah, come back. Yeah, I right, wish yeah, you was yeah. here right, right now, right. as a matter of fact. Right. Let me just tell you, and y'all y'all got this, because I could tell by your connection that y'all have this. You got to have a tribe that is willing to root for you, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. have a tribe that when you come with a vision, that the entire tribe is in line with that vision. Yeah, yeah. I don't own a stake in Hip Hop Closet. Okay. But I went to high school with Kaisha and her husband Dan. I've known them since I was 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And you know, when she started, when her and her brother started Hip Hop Closet, she was like, yo, I need a model. I said, fuck it, I'm gonna come model. Yeah, 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 Big six, 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 big to the table, right? Yeah, yeah. You got an empire and you got people around your table, they gotta each bring something to the table. Yes, so yes. what I was able to bring to Hip Hop Closet was the idea of let's move away from just the fashion and let's really start programming this shit actively. Mm. So we've done everything. We've done book signing and discussions. We've done, ca our karaoke shit is lit. Yeah. Our karaoke is lit. Well, well yeah. while, you, while you're talking about that, yeah. what's the name of the podcast or the interviews that you do. So we do what's called Conversations at Hip Hop Closet. Oh, Conversations. Yeah, Conversations at Hip Hop Closet. And what Conversations is, is what we decided was, what we wanted to bring to Hip Hop 50 was we wanted to talk with everybody who has had impact in the culture, mm, okay. right? And we know that the culture is just not about the music, it's about the fashion, it's about the lifestyle, it's about the journalism, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. pen, the source, double XL vibe. Yeah. And so we just, wanted to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations to kind of unearth the journey of people that are in the game. Mm. So we've been doing this since the first week of January. We just interviewed Kim Osorio. Yes. Okay. Yes. Last week, great interview from The Source, yeah, former yeah. editor-in-chief nice. of The Source. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's become one of those things that has taken on legs. You know, when you consistent at something, that's a big thing. And again, I know y'all know this, like when you consistently do something, you begin to build out and raise up, you know, the, the, the value of it. So, with the, with the sense of community, politics. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, we, we had one of the assembly women here. Yeah, that's Because, you know sense. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Stephanie actually was explaining it to us. Right. Because, you know, some people might not sit down and say, explain it to me. So, explain it right. to us. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we was unsure of what the she assembly actually did. Oh, yeah, what right. the assembly yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I hear, I, I know the mayor. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mm -hmm. know the governor. Mm -hmm. You know the, the president. You know, well, no, the you president. know, you know the, the I know, known, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, so when and we know the judges. So and when even it when comes, you know these names, yeah, right. You don't exactly know what this position does. Yeah. You don't know what this person does. Right. You know, you hear uh, this name and they just uh, tell you, look, come out and vote. It's important. You ain't say the vice president. The vice president. Yes, the vice president. The vice president. Her too. But yeah, they didn't. But they people they want you to come out and vote for them and it's that I'm running for this, but I don't even know what this does. That's the you see them. And the crazy thing about it is when it comes to laws for New York City, New York State, of course, we know the Congress, mm -hmm. but we didn't actually know what the Assembly did, which mm -hmm. she explained to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, of course, you got the councilmen, you got mm -hmm. the assemblymen, you got the Senate, which you have a U.S. Senate versus mm -hmm. a New York Senate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So there were things that we didn't know. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Again, they ain't out here talking to us. 
until it's time to vote. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and I even then they ain't really talking. They they pander. They hustling. Different. They, right. <laughs> they hustling. You know, Let me they tell it. To get to the yeah. To the Instead goal. of money, it's the votes. You they hustling saying? up these votes. So look, this is how the state senate works. In New York State, there are 63 state senators. Each of them have a district, right? Okay. So the district that we're sitting in is the 25th district. Um, Velmanette Montgomery was once the state senator here. Mm -hmm. Eric Adams was no once doubt. the state senator here. Um, and so that is the higher of the two houses of legislation, right? So, there's, so like, look at it like this. In a federal government, you have congressmen and you have senators, right? Mm -hmm. So in New York state legislation, in New York state's government body, we have assembly members, which are like congressmen, and then we have the state senate, which is like the federal senate. Okay. And so there's two main things that you do as state senator. The first is obviously you advocate, create, write, and look to pass bills into law. Right. Mm -hmm. And what it really comes from where, and what people don't really understand is maybe 70 percent of the bills that get passed into law actually don't originate in the mind of the writer. It really comes from the community. Mm -hmm. Right. So you see something in this community that you think we need and you come to me, you write me an email, you come to my office and you like, yo, listen, Senator, we need this in our community. Right. And if I'm in alignment with it then I get my, my, my people to begin to write up a bill and then we support the bill and then we take the bill. Oh, that's it. We got the end now, baby. <laughs> right, we got end. the end now, cuz huh? I'm gonna give you an example. Look, you can get your skate park out yeah. here, Daddy. Nah, I'm gonna huh? give you an example in real here. time. I'm gonna give you an example in real time how it works. So, State Senator Kevin Parker, you know who that is? No. Mm -hmm. Kevin Parker's the state senator. He takes like, he's in South Brooklyn somewhat. Good dude, that's my man. Shout out to Kev. Okay. Um. There's a sister that's from Bed-Stuy named Stephanie Carnegie. You know who she is? Yeah, yeah. You know who Stephanie yeah. is? Okay, so Stephanie is advocating for a mental health bill where what she is saying is that there should be mental health counselors and triage in every school. Mm. Mental health counselors that can sit and triage students with regards to their mental health. I think that's a great idea, right? She took it to Kevin. Kevin supports the bill. He actually wrote the bill and now the bill is awaiting votes it's it's actually mm. in albany now yeah. awaiting votes right so this is the power of the process if stephanie wasn't connected to kevin maybe this doesn't happen right okay. the bill makes sense yeah i could tell you from being in the school system i've been a doe vendor since 2008 i've been a doe vendor for 15 years so I've been in and out of school system doing after school, right? Teaching, writing, teaching hydroponics. I'm certified to do hydroponic, uh, you know, uh, gardening. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds like treats. Yeah, yeah. We can do all that. We can get into all of that. Yo, Rodney. I told you, skill set and habit lead to success, man. So you gotta, you know, I got a lot of skill, right? So, so my point is. If there's not people like Stephanie Carnegie that care about community and feel like, okay, let me bring this to my state senator, it doesn't happen, right? So, so that's the process. That's the first thing. So that's the first thing you do is you basically advocate for right, support, and look to pass bills into law. But the other thing is every year, New York State creates a budget. And that budget is like $280 mil billion, $285 billion. And every elected official gets an opportunity to take a siphon of that money and bring it into community. Mm -hmm. And right? decide do they do so oh, that's crazy, right? So do you do you decide where 
you want to distribute this money. Yes. So this so, so for me, this yeah. is where the politics this is where the politics get funny, man. This, well, it doesn't have to get funny. So, it doesn't have to get funny. Okay, it right? doesn't have to. The thing about it is, and the thing that Stephanie is great at. She's great at a lot, but one of the things that Stephanie is great at is Stephanie is so aligned with community that she already knows where the funding needs to go, okay. Okay. right? But also, this is where representation is important because the person sitting in that seat has that level of power and impact. So the person that is sitting in that seat, you want that person to have your sense and sensibilities. They gotta, they gotta understand Van Buren and Lewis. They gotta understand what Bed-Stuy needs. They gotta talk to business owners. They gotta talk to CBOs. They gotta talk with nonprofits. They really have to have their pulse on what their district needs. Now, if you got someone sitting in that seat that you don't see, right? Like you ain't, you don't see them outside. You don't see them around until it's time to mm -hmm. vote. Mm -hmm then does that person, can that person really speak for you? Mm -hmm. Can that person really speak for community? See, the way that the political process was set up, the way that the forefathers and the people that created this process created it, they really created it for the people. They really created it so that the people would have proper representation in these houses. What has happened though is there's become this detachment where, because, and this is beneficial to those who have power, they don't want the people to be totally in tune with what's going on, right? Every year we have elections. And I can tell you, I look at the numbers. In this district, in presidential elections, 60,000, 70,000 people, 100,000 people, 110,000 people will vote. On non-presidential elections, where there's an election year that a president is not running, 10,000. 12,000 and two, local, you mean, you mean I mean local, in this district in this that district, we're in, in 2022, yeah. 12,000 people voted in the Democratic primary for, their local for, the, for the office that I'm running against. For the office I'm running for, yes. 12,000 people voted in 2022. Now in 2020, like 60,000 people voted. So what I'm saying is, when there's a presidential election, people come out. People come out because it's all on the news. Why yeah. do they come out? Because it's, on, it's, it's in front of them. Yeah. But when it's not in yeah, front of them, on the, years, on the years where it's not in front of them, we don't show up to the polls yeah. because it's not in front of us, yeah. I feel right? Like, I feel like they don't know. I feel like people show up more for the presidential joint because now we're just saying like, yo, you know, because it's, they it's push publicized. It. Bro, it's on NBC, yeah, it's know, on CBS, it's on Fox. More, you know more with the, and especially in our community, you know more what the president does or supposedly what he's supposed to do than the actual, than your local, elected official. But here's the trick. I would say to that, mm -hmm. low key, your local officials, your judges, mm -hmm. right? Your civil court judge, your criminal court judge, your family court judge, your assembly members, your state senators, your city council members, they, their role has way more impact on your yes. life yes. Yeah, yeah, than yeah, the yeah, president's yeah. role. But still they don't, they, they won't come but out. People they don't see that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, people, people don't see that. Numbers you just said. People but, don't see that. But I think the problem is, again, you have to understand where to connect that. And the problem is so many of these local politicians, they are not reaching back. You know what I'm saying? They have their core, their core people right. that they reach out to and they, you know, they, they get in tune with that. Right. But they're not actually out here. 
on the street, on the corner. Sit down, talk. Listen, all we talk about is come out for a half an hour, hour. Talk to the people. Right. Have a town hall. Yeah. Let the people see what you're talking about, what you got, you, your agenda, what's some of the things you plan. They right. don't do that. But I'm going to tell you why. And this is real. Most of them. See, politics is not necessarily cool to us, right? <laughs> I love politics. I want to be our state senator because I, under I get the connectivity, right? Mm -hmm. I get it. But a lot of people that aspire for these roles, they don't, they don't connect with us in the way that is necessary to connect with us, right? So what happens is they, they exist in their silos. Where they feel comfortable coming out, they come out. The 25th district, the district that we're sitting in, is the most, it's the most democratic leaning district in the entire city. But it's also one of the most diverse. We're talking about Brownsville mm -hmm. to Fort Greene, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. in this district, you have people who are multimillionaires and then you have people that are in abject poverty yes, yes. in the same district. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you have politicians and you have people that do this work, but they're only comfortable in a small space. Mm. They don't really, they don't, I don't want to say it like this because I don't want to be disrespectful, but they really don't care about your needs. Yeah, yeah. They don't really want to hear from you. Yeah. For me, and I think why I'm the right person for this job is because I really, really love this community. And not just I, I, Green and St. James, not uh, just I, shoot, Pacific I like and Ocean, but anywhere you go in the district, I touch. Yeah. I was just at a tenants meeting on Amboy between Pickin and Sutter, I think it is, okay, okay. right? I, in my, shout out to, uh, to, to my home, home girl, Tanette. She invited me there to speak. Yeah. And I don't know them people from Adam, yeah. but I know. They still your people. Like I know what they, they still your I know the things that they need, yeah. right? Yeah. I know what it is that bothers them. When they were talking about things like garbage and the rats, I could relate to that. Oh yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? I could relate to that. And yeah. so I don't have, the same hangups that traditional politicians do with regards to, and they don't, again, what I'm saying, they would deny it, but you can see it in their actions. Because you don't see the state senator that exists now. You ever see him on Van, on Van Buren? You ever see him outside? Nah, I hope. <laughs> What's his name again? His name is Jabari Brisport. Shout out to Jabari. Jabari, pull up to the stoop, yeah, baby. You know how we Jabari, fix that? Listen, we outside. All the time, for real. It's not a green right? screen. I say this all the time. Pull up. You want to get your word out. You yeah, want the people yeah. to touch you. Yeah. Come you sit. Yeah. Say, Come you sit with us. Say yeah. You really yeah. about the community. Come sit with we us. Right here in the middle. A, Come sit with us. And not just right. We can do that. Not just for Jabari, though. Right. Not just for Jabari. For all of them. I see. I say they represent the area. I did see Hakeem out a few times. But Hakeem also keeps a little controlled environment, even though he comes outside. He's in a very important position. Hakeem is the minority leader in the United States. Mm -hmm. He's like fourth yes, or yes. fifth in line for the presidency. He is esteemed in this moment, but I'm going to tell you something, and you, you may not know it when you see it, but Hakeem's people be outside. Mm. Shout to my man Wayne. Wayne is one of Hakeem's people, and Wayne be outside. Let me tell you how real it is. Wayne DJed an event for me at Tama. Mm, okay. So mm. even if you don't see Hakeem, trust me when I tell you there. that his people and his impact exist in Bed-Stuy. Mm. They are outside, yeah. right? Yeah. What I'm saying is that's what it is. That's the whole intent 
of the process is to create an opportunity for the people to be elevated by who they choose mm -hmm. to represent mm -hmm. them. It's not the other way you around. Outside. Right. You outside. Yeah. Yeah. You outside all day, man. Outside all the time. I see you I like all that. Day. Yeah. I'm outside all yo, the time. Yo, yo. He was what like, yo, we need all of the couple to go yeah, over there and tell more. You had on the, the purple the, the purple, had on the purple bucket. Had the <laughs> go over there. We circled around. You had disappeared. We needed that. We need we need more people like Marlon to come out and touch the stoop and embrace the people. And not only that, just like he said, we need to see people from where you're from. Right. And, 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 and the people that care. Yeah. Right. Like that, that, that like I think that again, I think that too many of these states the the, the state senators think they are too far removed. They've been in these offices and in these positions for too damn long. They don't have the pulse of the people anymore because they they're comfortable. You got these you got your your people out there. They aren't even uh, with any job there is an eligibility that you need to be within a certain age. You can't be a police officer. You can't be a fire. Uh, uh, you can't be in a fire department mm. after a certain amount of age. Right. You have to have certain educational credentials to get in the certain. There are certain things that, as a you 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 representing the people. Right. There's no way these are not holding true. For those elected officials, and I get it. Yeah, what's that guy name? That's Keith fainting. I mean, having strokes. <laughs> uh, uh, Mitch, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. He's bad at age. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? What about the, the 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 lady in Cali? Dawn. Uh, uh, I forget her name. She's ninety. Y'all feel like she's gatekeepers? Yes. She gave a attorney to her niece, but she still want to sign off on bills. You gave the power of attorney for your for your health. To your niece, but you still want to sign bills for for the American Marlon, people. All right, so listen, right. Marlon, let me ask you something. So you, you heard what they just said. When it comes to politics, and you've got somebody that's older, that's been in the position forever and ever, amen. Do you feel like their way of thinking or the time they come from has an effect on the way they might vote on these bills? And should and it be a time served? Should it be a, a, a so yeah? Should it be like so yo? Should is, you gracefully bow out? So or, this is or, what I'll say. So this is what I'll say to that. There is something to be said with regards to always balancing traditional versus new, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Because not everything that's a new train of thought is a good train of thought, mm -hmm. right? A lot of what we have now with a lot of these young politicians that I see, I call it pie in the sky politics. So like they do things and they say things that are great on camera or great in content, but in practical application, it just don't work. A, a great example of that is defund the police. It's very cool to say defund the police, right? <laughs> that sounds like in the 80s when we were saying fuck the police, fuck the police. right? It's a, it's a very political way to say fuck the police. Yeah, yeah. And I get it, but in practical application, yeah, that will never that work. Will and so a lot of what I see in young politicians is idealism that's not matched with substance and traditional politicians have that level of substance. We had Al Van, we had Annette Robinson, yeah. right? We had lions of this community that built and developed and was stewards for this community. But that being said, the issue with these old politicians, it ain't them. It's the fact that the districts that they represent don't understand how 
to balance tradition against the new. Why is anybody running for Mitch McConnell? See how long he been in his oh, seat. Yeah, yeah. Yo, not why is anybody? Why how? Wherever he, so he don't represent yeah, us. He don't, yeah, he don't, don't represent, he don't represent us. Don't represent but whatever district he yeah. represents, how, how are the people in that district okay wow. yeah. with him They're representing? Running. So it's either one or two things. Either there's a level of apathy where there's not people that are looking to run to kind of balance off this thing, or they're fine with him because what he represents is what they represent. And we all know what he represents is not it's something not that represents yeah, me, yeah. So but how, it may represent them. How do we bridge that them. gap there? How do we bridge that gap? But, but look, with participation, like he said, uh -huh. but the other thing is, cause you, you know what I'm saying? I think there should be, just like anything else, with the new, it should be an apprenticeship. There should be, for all of those people that's coming in, you have these great ideas, great ideas. But the problem is, like you said, you cannot put some of those ideas into practical use. Right. So with that, you have some of these older politicians, especially some of these politicians that's damn near on their last leg. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm talking about health-wise. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no way you telling me the president of the United States, he has a term limit. You know what I'm saying? You got some of, if I'm not mistaken, it's this, the U.S. Senate. Some of them don't have term limits where they could be holding this down for years upon years. There's no way you should be able to sit down and be in a in a in an office that long. So you're saying get them out of there. The judges too. Get them all the out of there. The judges too. Look, look. When no, when then, Clarence then. caught when 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 those when some of these things have happened like. The way the when they turned around and and, and uh, reversed the way the uh, Roe the way, versus Wade yeah Roe versus Wade right you could tell me that you have whatever argument you want I'm not saying it's right or wrong right but you gotta look at what's going on in the world today also you could tell me what went on 30 years ago every damn near every month there's a new technology piece coming out right there's something with technology. You cannot sit down and continue to base some of these old laws, old things you see right. on some of those old, old things. Right. Because old things situation. are cha ever changing. Right. There's no way you still continuously doing some of the old things That's thinking it's going to work so for the new shit. How do we necessarily bridge that gap? Do you feel like there's enough young, uh, uh, th is there enough of the younger generation involved in politics currently? So what I'll say to that is no, there's not, right? But it's also, Politics has traditionally, especially in New York City, been a small circle that represents a much larger circle, right? And once in a while, you have people that broach that circle. So for example, a lot of politicians that are in political office, they started out as staffers that worked for other okay. politicians, right? Okay. So that's kind of been the traditional pipeline, and there's, there's obviously exceptions to that rule, but, but in, a, in a general sense, the political space in terms of participation has been a smaller space that always control or manage a larger space. But that's not how the wording of, of, of our government and the creation of our government designed it. The way it was designed is for the people to have the ultimate voice, right? Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to that's why participation is so important. Mm. Little do we know our lack of participation reinforces the plans of the the small percentage of people that want control and want to maintain control because when we don't speak up 
when we don't go to community board meetings, when we don't vote in every election, when we have a level of apathy towards this, it only helps them keep the people that they want in office in office. I give you an example. I used to petition, so like years ago for like when Lori Cumbo was running for city council and even before that for Hakeem, I would do petitions, meaning I would stand on a corner with petitions and I would get people to sign because to be on a ballot, you need a certain number of petitions, right? Let me tell you, by and large, people in our community, black and brown people, would be very skeptical about signing the petition paper. Why? Because they're very skeptical about the process. They're very skeptical, skeptical about, about giving about, their information right, over right. But, I don't give a but, damn if it's their phone number, their email. Right. What's this going to? What right. y'all going to say? Y'all going to call me? Right. They gonna, I don't want to be called. There right. I'm like, out there too in the community saying? doing community things and you get the, you know, you, you get the you get that skepticism. List, and they like, I'm guilty of Wait, that. Wait, yeah. no, what you want my number for? You need my email address. And it's a healthy, and it's a healthy skepticism and it's validated based on how we as a community, as a nation, as a race have been treated yes. right mm, yes, but yes, yes. when by and large when white constituents see me doing petitioning they win it they'll take the shit from me like yo here <laughs> who's this oh yeah outside. and they'll sign up yeah why because they don't have the same trauma yeah that we have they don't have the, the system we have that we have and they also believe in the process in a different way than we do Absolutely. so to answer your the question work for them but it also works for us. Let me tell you something. Let's when talk about we, that, Stephanie. It works for us when we when participate. We participate. When we participate. Yo, do you know? Do but you that's know? the problem. We don't have enough participation. Do you know where Stephanie grew up? Kick it. Where? Y'all know when she here, she ain't say where she was from? Yeah, she said she did say it. She from Gowanus. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she from Gowanus. Stephanie's yeah. from Gowanus. She's from Gowanus Projects. Yes, yes, And her, yes. her, her grandmother and them used to live on Macon. So yes. she from Gowanus, yes. night yes. your home, uh -huh. yes. and then she would come around Macon and Best Style when she was a kid. Yes, yes, he did. If there's anybody that you want to lead this community, it's someone that has the sensibilities yes. of Stephanie. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. She can talk to NYCHA issues because she's grown up in NYCHA. Yes. She yeah. can talk to yeah. youth and violent issues because she, she came said, up yes. in the hood. In the time when it was right. Hood, hood, she's not, know? she's not naive to anything uh, yeah, yeah. what i'm saying is that's why we should be more participatory in the process that's why we should be signing petitions that's why we should be voting in every election that's why we should be demanding our electeds to 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 justify their existence Right? Right? We gotta what makes you capable of representing me in albany what makes you capable now, for me, I can answer that question because I was born and raised here. Yeah, yeah. Justify yeah, your yeah, existence. Yeah. I was born yeah. and raised Justify here. Justify your existence. Right? I like exactly. That. You, you have, and, and that's the call to action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping, my hope, my wish is that my um, journey into running for state senate and winning state senate inspires young black boys and girls in this community to accept and be a part of the process. That's how you speak that into existence. Win it, win it, win it, win it, win it. Win it. Win it. Let's, yeah. let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's do this, let's do this. Let's go. Yo, well, we want to say thank you for coming out. Oh, and, um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you from where we from, mm -hmm. So you know what I'm saying? We got a little token of appreciation. Oh, bro, this is crazy. Because you know, you're Brooklyn's own, brother. <laughs> Yo, you're Brooklyn's own, brother. Yeah. 
yeah, your yeah. Brooklyn zone. I appreciate this, man. Yeah, this is you know a big deal, man. We appreciate you for we coming through. Yeah, this you. is a big and, deal, um, man. I can't leave this out. I can't leave this out because my daughter will wear this to bed. Yeah, she gotta let me get at least one wear. Nah, and I want to thank y'all because this is the piece. Again, when you talk about representation, people gotta see people that look like them and sound like them and feel like them doing things that are leading to greatness. That's the only way we're gonna get our community to buy into elevating. Is if we represent ourselves in such a way where they don't feel like it's outside of themselves to do great things, right? And that's what y'all are doing. Y'all are regular cats yeah. that made the decision to be consistent at a project that's going to ultimately lend itself to success. We mm -hmm. speaking that into existence as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? We yo, 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 And that's just what it yo, is. We yo, regular cats. We out here on Just regular school. dude. Yo, and, um, yo. We got good people coming through. Great people. Right. Huh? Great, great people. Right. Great that's people right. coming through. Yes. And you know man. what it is. It's 237. No place, no place like home. No place like home. Catch us on the Catch stoop. Catch us on the stoop, baby. Right. You know what right. it is. It's love. Love. 100. Peace. Peace. Holla, yo, Marlin, man. <laughs>